Culture Kings. Culture Kings. Oh, do you hear that? Do you hear the swishes of the nets? Do you hear the bounces of the balls? Do you hear... Uh, that sounded terrible. Yeah, do you hear them bounces of them balls? Do you hear the squeaks of the shoes on the court? You know what that is, ladies and gentlemen. It is basketball time. Now, if anybody is new to the show, all you earwolf heads who are like, we ain't used to listen to these niggas before they got here. And I know y'all say exactly those words. <laughs> I know y'all do. I know y'all do. If y'all saying, saying that. But now you listen to us. You haven't had an episode where we have talked basketball on the show. And it is gets wild and loud and you probably won't understand much of it but god damn it we doing it it is culture kings ladies and gentlemen i have told edgar he needs to leave the country or just the city he's not in the city he's still in california he's still in the country he's not here it's just me but I got some Edgar thoughts. He sent me a list of shit that he wants to wanted me to say in his name. So I will say that but I do got some dope-ass people on the pod with me right now. First things first, we have two people who have never been on the show before. I have been on their show. It was probably my favorite show to go on as a guest Aww. because they took me to a goddamn Clippers game, <laughs> which anybody who's listening who wants me to get on their show, like, Chuckies, you want to be on our show? You want to do our podcast? And I'm, I'm, I, I'd like to be a gracious person. I will do any show, but y'all slipping, man. Y'all slipping. <laughs> These Dunktown girls, they know how to treat some. They know how to treat a motherfucker, right? We got the host of the very, very dope, fun, written up podcast, uh, Dunk Dunktown. We got Agata Monica and Anastasia Vigo. What's, What's up? up? How thank are you, you for guys? having yeah, us. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank what a guys. dream. Oh I know. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy to finally get you guys. We tried to get you guys on the um the the pre-season one. So yeah. I'm happy we got you on the mid-season one. We also got in the room this motherfucker. <laughs> This dude, you know him. He's been, I think, what, this is like your seventh appearance on the show? Uh, yeah, six or seven. Six or seventh. We got my homie. We got the man. We got Bezad Dabu in the building. I'm trying to figure out what? how I don't have Dunktown hoodies. I haven't been a guest on this Dunktown podcast going to Clippers games. Hey, man. I'm missing out. Hey, man. You should make yourself. Everybody, you should, everybody here has got Clippers games and you hoodies. You pour yourself out gifts. more, man. I know. I got to say, say, we have only taken one other person to Clippers games. So ah. It's not like every guest gets to go to a game with us. Every guest gets something. <laughs> I'm was, happy with the perfect attendance at this point. That's you, true. Carl was the other one. You gotta yeah. be you gotta be Jackie's Neil or Carl Carl Tart to go to a game. Everybody else gets hoodies and some people get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Which one will you be? Who fucking knows? We also got the legend, the homie. I call him the king of NBA Twitter. This guy is so gracious. He was gonna he he is on the show, but he had to leave town. He was like, nah, nah, nah. Still call me in. I want to be on this episode. He's been on before. He is back. King Josiah Johnson. What's up, hey. homie? What's going on, black people? And I just want to say, as the owner of a Dunktown sweatshirt hoodie, uh, it's very comfortable. I'm very impressed <laughs> and pleased with it. it was, uh, We're so happy. Thank you. Well spent, I got to so say, I'm not, I'm not that. saying this because 
because he's on the show right now. Uh, I met dude. I reached out to dude. But Josiah is hands down the best NBA follow on Twitter. For yes, me, he really is. There's it is it's not even close to me. I, I really agree that the, I, it has to be Josiah. He ha- if you love the NBA, if you love the NBA and you like humor, you got to follow Josiah. Yeah, he he's, is he's creating that content thank, all thank day. Thank you very every much day. for that, that glowing endorsement, man. I appreciate you. <laughs> and also, real. And also, writer as well. Let's not just say he's a he. He's a writer. He's he has. Uh, I, last time you were on the show, I was calling it some wild shit. Legends of Chamberlain Heights. What were you calling uh, it? Will Chamberlain's forgot, Legend Heights. <laughs> I forgot what the fuck I was calling it. I forgot what I was calling it. He's called it Wilt Chamberlain and his uh, the Wilt, legends. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain and the boys. <laughs> but you know what? I got it right now. Uh, guys, thank you all so much for being on the show. Uh, we're going to do a mid-season basketball check-in, talk about where the season is, where it's going, what we thought was going to happen, what's actually happening. We are going to chop it up. First things first. Uh, all this energy we had. Let's bring this shit way down. <laughs> uh, it is, it, you know, listen, uh, we're recording this right before the All-Star game. Uh, by the time you listen to this, the All-Star game will have happened, and the second half of the season will be within this first week, so it would have kicked off already. So anything that happened in this first week of basketball after the All-Star break, we ain't responsible for it. But something happened before the All-Star game that we touched on a little bit, on the show, me and Edgar, uh, I feel like it's inappropriate, not inappropriate, but it would be wild to have a basketball conversation and not mention the passing of Kobe Bryant uh, and Gigi Bryant and the other seven members on that helicopter crash when they passed away in late January of this year. Um, yeah, it's wild. I, I, I want to kick I want to kick this off by saying just two really quick things. Uh, growing up in Chicago as a Michael Jordan fan. As a Bulls fan and Michael Jordan, obviously. And somebody who came into the league when MJ was still playing, but so close to the legacy of Michael Jordan as far as, oh, this is the guy who is going to be the next MJ. My As a basketball fan only, my relationship with how I liked Kobe was complicated. I was like, fuck that nigga. Uh, because I was just like, he ain't Jordan. And that was me as a 14-year-old talking. Um... Then when LeBron came in and people was like, ha, here goes the next Jordan. I'm like, wait a minute, what about Kobe? <laughs> like, how y'all just go skip over Kobe like that? Like, it was, and so it made me, and it, 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 it took the unnecessary basketball hate out of my heart for Kobe Bryant and made me start appreciating him as the basketball player that he is. And, um, and yeah, dude, I feel, and, and Kobe Bryant is the first basketball player who is, in the top 10, top five, wherever you want to play him. But he's the first basketball player who I've seen his whole career. Uh, I didn't see Michael Jordan his whole career. So even though I grew up in Chicago, born in 86, MJ came into the league 84. I don't remember. I remember 90s Mike. I don't remember 80s Mike at all. Kobe, I remember his whole career. Uh, it was, it's so wild for this. For He came into the league as the young kid, then he became the vet, then he became the all-star, the legend, the grizzly old man, and like in a blink of an eye, he turned back to being, damn, he was too young. Uh, and that's such a crazy, it's such a crazy loop. 
And then losing GG too was that is what made me cry. That hit me so hard. Uh, so yeah, man, it, it's it's wild. It was a it's a wild death. People equated it to when Michael Jackson died, and you guys can jump in anytime. I don't have to be the only one talking about this, but people equated it to Michael Jackson dying. And I agree with that to a degree, and Prince dying and other people, uh, Whitney Houston dying. I agree with that to a degree, and somebody got mad at me when I said this, but those deaths, even though they were shocking and sad, had a little bit of self-destruction exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. to yeah. them, where this one and pure then tragedy. Gigi and those other lives is just pure tragedy, and it felt and different. They were like on this, I mean, even Kobe in his yeah. like second career, essentially, it was on this crazy trajectory uh and and Gigi of course I mean oh my god uh how cool it would have been if she had been able to have a career and how cool it would have been to see her play but yeah I don't think there's a comparison there like it's not so tragic it was crazy with Gigi too because um you know and this was the interview he had with Jimmy Kimmel where somebody was like, hey, man, don't you want sons to carry on your legacy? He's like, what do I need sons for? I got daughters. Yeah. Uh, they can do it. She was going to go and, to UConn. Oh she was going to go be, change the WNBA. She was going to do it's, so many amazing things. It's very sad. Uh, I, jo- I got a lot of, of texts, as you know, because if you've heard me on the podcast, you know that I love the Lakers. I've loved Kobe for 26 years. Um, I, he... That death is the most shocking death in a while to me, more than my grandparents dying, more than like other things. It felt personal. It felt like an uncle died. It felt like like it felt like something really personal happened. In fact, a week later, I got my first pet. I got a little cat named her Gigi um, after Gianna. Um, I just it for me and for a lot of people, I think we're seeing is that Kobe Bryant meant more than the game. And so for me, like. My brother is seven years younger than me. We have totally we it, seven years in basketball is a totally different generation. Yeah, and like he's a Steph Curry guy. Do you know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. a LeBron guy, but my brother loves the Warriors. But I'm like a LeBron guy. You know what I mean? But the only thing we always had was Kobe. We both always agreed on Kobe. When we would disagree on anything in life or whatever, we always wanted to come together and watch the Kobe Bryant game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was that I got a chance to meet Kobe. Um, the conversation we had for 15, 20 minutes, he made me feel like he made me feel like he'd known me for years. He was so gracious in the meeting. He was, and a lot of the way that I approach my career, uh, as an actor and producer is with Kobe Bryant's sort of input and influence in his mentality and what I've read about him. And so, so, so much of like how I feel about how I approach things is through this, like Kobe Bryant lens and, I said this to my brother because he was also feeling shocked about it. And I said, I said, you know, let me tell you something. We've been saying Kobe Bryant, the words Kobe Bryant, every day for since 1996, for, mm. for 24 years. Like we've been, we've been just saying those words every day. Of course, it's going to feel like you lost a family member because you, he's been a thought every single day. And then you read the biographies and watch the clips and watch and, and run home. And I remember so many like my, if you say 2006 in my dorm room, I remember watching the Sun series. So it's just so many memories tied into your life. It was a truly shocking loss and one of the hardest things. I went to the tribute game against Portland 
the week after and being in the building almost felt like being in chapel or being in church. Oh really man. To be there. When Usher started singing. Ooh. <laughs> I don't cry often at funerals, but every funeral I've ever been to when I cry is when that person get up and start singing. Yeah. And when this motherfucker started, he hit that first amazing grace. And the boys to men was amazing. The video yeah. was amazing. It was all great. Yeah. Uh, just, Actually, you know what it was for me is when they all were introduced as Kobe Bryant. Oh, yeah. When they were I all bet. introduced to 6'6 six, six guard from Laura Marion. That was beautiful. Um, Josiah, I know it could be, it could feel hard to jump in when you're on the phone. So I want to give you a chance to say anything you may want to say, whether it's short, long, or nothing at all. Well, yeah, man, I just, you know, just kind of echo your guys' same sentiments, man. I grew up, you know, like a Clippers fan, so I was a Kobe hater most of my life. But, you know, always had that respect for him. And, and, and really, like I say, like, we don't we don't direct our hate at people who are trash or who are boo-boo. You only direct it at those top figures, the LeBrons, the Jordans, the Kobe's. And there's kind of this, there's been this ongoing go debate going on. But, you know, just even, even just seeing, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles, watched Kobe's career, and uh, it still just feels surreal, man. Like, you, you wake up every day. And I was just honestly before we got on the phone to do this call, looking at Vanessa Bryant's Instagram page and just kind of going through videos and stuff. And really feel for his daughter and the teammates. You know, they were going to do what they love to do, just a, a regular Sunday, going to hoop, get some buckets, and you know, the tragedy strikes. But I think just the way the, the community's kind of that's what the city of LA rallied behind it. Fans of other others like we don't we, we don't have go to base anymore really. Like, <clears throat> That all that stuff is done now, just, mm-hmm. you know, out of respect for Kobe and honor and his legacy and everything like that. But I think, you know, one thing I was able to do, even though I wasn't a, 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 a quote-unquote Kobe hater, was, was appreciate and respect his game and all the hard work he did and the great work he did for the game of basketball. And like you guys were talking about, the, you know, the second chapter in life, now being a coach, like seeing him with G, just kind of, there's that clip that was going around back in December. Oh, he's pointing he's point some stuff to where she kind of makes the Kobe, you know, a little growl face that she's looking on, just like, just seeing that, that love of basketball, him being able to pass it on to his daughter. And I, I really think, you know, as, as tragic as the event is, you know, I think that them going out together, there's just something kind of, you know, I don't even know how to explain it, but I don't, I don't think he would be able to live without the other one. And this is, you know, no disrespect to Vanessa or the other kids or anything like that, but they just have this kind of inseparable, inseparable bond. So for them, for them at least to be together, you can take some comfort in that, knowing that, you know, you know, it's just, but it's just a, it's just a tough, tragic experience all around. It's just like shit, man. It's it's hard. It's hard because you know I just find myself crying every every once in a while, just thinking about it. Because you still don't want to believe he's gone. You know, somebody who's larger than life like Kobe, this can't happen to them. But it just makes you really just appreciate life. Yeah. Um. I got to No, I you haven't had a chance to jump in. I don't know if you want to or not. But if you don't, I'll sure. Go. I will jump in. Um. So I was definitely not a Kobe fan. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We our podcast uh, <laughs> has a lot of Kobe hate in its history. <laughs> That's true. Um, I mean, obviously he was amazing at basketball, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that's where a lot of his hate comes from. But I feel like, you know, I was honestly pretty shocked by my response to hearing about his death, just because. You know, I have never been a fan, um, Mm -hmm. but obviously horrible tragedy. Um, I felt really sad about it. And then I think the ensuing conversations on Twitter and stuff just like really spiraled out of control. And I feel like, you know, when somebody who is such a public figure that has like assault charges in their past um, dies like this, I think that conversation comes around and um, 
I think it's important to, you know, let people feel how they feel about that because, you know, it's, it really sends a message to tell people that they can't feel the way that they want to feel after hearing about that. And it's, I mean, there's a lot of different emotions that come along with that. And I think like speaking about him without talking about that is just kind of does a disservice to the people who have dealt with that in their lives or, you know, know someone who have dealt with that. So I think like, you know, I don't want to take anything away from the people that are hurting by this because everyone is allowed to feel how they want to feel. Yeah. And especially living here where you see the memorials and you see the, the murals and everything is just like, you cannot escape it. Um, and obviously I really feel for Gigi. I mean, that's such a horrible tragedy and I loved watching her play and the other people on that plane, like, I don't know. It just, I feel really sad about it. Um, and it's hard. It was heartbreaking seeing like, the players playing that day and how sad tough, they man. were on the court. Yeah. yeah, that was a tough. That it. This is uh, this is not a. Um, I'm not equating this, but how my brain computed the conversation around Kobe. This was one that made it easy for me to understand it. If you've ever had a job in retail. Um, before at the interview, there's always that question where they ask, if you ever caught a family member stealing, would you turn them in? Right. <laughs> yeah. And 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 most people, uh, myself, at least, it was like, if I caught my mom stealing, no, nah, I wouldn't turn her in. It's my fucking mom. <laughs> yes. She's stealing and it's wrong. But it's my mom. Right. right. But on the flip side, I also understand why the retail company would ask that because it's saying, I don't care if it's your mom. She's doing the wrong thing and she's stealing from us. Right. Right. Uh, and 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 that's why both sides are right. Yeah. <laughs> like both sides are. And, and when I say right, I don't mean I don't know if that's necessarily the right thing to say, but both sides are equally as important to the conversation of yeah. the question that's being asked, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think that, like, the the important thing is that people hear each other out and understand that, yeah. like, this is such a... Kobe was a complicated figure. I mean, he had these, like, amazing... I mean, he, his support for the WNBA is above and beyond what maybe any NBA player has ever done. Like, that's amazing, uh, but he also has this like very complicated history as maybe a bad teammate, as um, an abuser, as, you know, all of this other sort of negative stuff. And I think it is important to hear that, like, people are going to feel very different uh, ways about him and that all of those feelings are valid. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, like, both are right. But, you know, you can't you can't. uh essentially uh, silence one person just because it hurts more. (laughs) We often talk about uh, redemption and growth and uh, the change from eight to 24 and embracing the mama mentality, sort of embracing the hero villain thing and writing all of his own commercials. Um, I think people forget that like, we also want to see people grow. We want to see the redemption. Uh, He was the first person to donate over a million dollars to the National African American Museum in D.C. He was the first person, um, one of the first athletes to support Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe. 
Um, no athlete did more Make-A-Wish appearances than Kobe Bryant did over 250 Make-A-Wish appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, cancer, um, uh, the first athlete to single-handedly take on LA Youth Homelessness and did more for LA Youth Homelessness than the mayor did in 10 years. Um, so just doing a lot of um, a, a lot of stuff to, to change and grow. And I think one of those things was, okay, I have this history with this instance of abuse with a woman. So then literally going the complete opposite direction and being like, how can I support the women's game as much as possible? Um, and uh, yeah, it's complicated. And I don't think anyone should feel... Everyone should feel how they how, how they feel. Yeah. Um, but it, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I he was obviously one of the greatest of all time. Uh, you know, it, we, we're we're t- we're doing this before the All Star Game, so he's synonymous with the All Star Game. Couple time MVP, four time, four time MVP. Um, and you know, uh, so it made me very sad to hear. You know he's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Obviously, that he won't be here heart. for it. That broke my a lot heart. of things like that. Um, but then also, you know, the the complicated feelings, all valid. And and and, and I feel like saying complicated feelings can sometimes be a reduction to how those people uh, feel. I I just uh, need to grow to figure out how to say it in a better way. So I don't want to be disrespectful when I say that. Um, Here's what I will say as we wrap it up and go to the basketball conversation. Um, I, 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 I still have thoughts for all the victims, those families. It's still so sad. Obviously, Vanessa Bryan is in the zeitgeist because she's known. She's a celebrity. Uh, I, I feel for her 100%. Yeah. We normally do this segment at the end of the episode. I'm going to do it right now, though. Uh, we do a Queen of the Week episode. Vanessa Bryant has already been my Queen of the Week. Uh, we have a, a very high tier for Forever Queens of the Weeks. And that Forever Queen of the Week this week is going to be Gianna Bryant. Um, cut too short. So sad. Uh, daughter, sister, friend. And yeah. And, 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 and I think people saw a lot of Kobe Bryant and her and saw the good parts of Kobe Bryant and her and saw this as an opportunity as a true second act for his legacy as she was about to create her own legacy as well. And whenever a child is lost, um, it's a very sad thing. And children are lost every day, unfortunately. Uh, this one was such a public one that it forced us to think about it in a way that we sometimes don't want to think about loss uh but yeah she's she's the forever queen of the week uh Derek Fisher brought up something about that too is that the the older daughter Natalia loved Kobe Bryant but wasn't wasn't didn't take to basketball yeah and so Mm. what we saw with Gianna was the one daughter who sort of had that that to sort of live on with his legacy with basketball I think it's what's so sad for so many people is that and I think she was like a symbol of his like good parenting he was a good father the girl dad thing was such a great hashtag that that went around yeah so listen uh, rest in paradise to all those people let's get some basketball in (laughs) y'all let's talk some fucking basketball let's do it let's talk these motherfucking Lakers (laughs) can I just I'm just gonna start I wanna wanna get this out for all the Twitter haters I wanna get this out for Edgar I wanna get this out for Carl Mm. I wanna get this out I just wanna say we sat here months ago and with the preseason before the season started and 
I just, I have to say it. I was absolutely 100% right. You were wrong. <laughs> I was not. Let me tell you why you were wrong. I was not. I listened to the. I listened to this. When I knew I was coming here this week, I went and listened to that podcast. Of course you listened to it. I said, <laughs> here's the things. I said Danny Green was going to play well, play good D, and act on some threes. He is. I said Avery Bradley would be great on ball defense. He is. Right. I said LeBron would be motivated to play defense again. You said he was too old. He is. He's had one of the greatest seasons in his career, efficiency-wise. He's leading the league in assists. Yeah. He's killing it. He's focused. He's doing well. Yeah. I said that the Lakers have a top-five defense. They do have a top-five defense. Mm-hmm. I said they would have as good or better a record than the Clippers. They do. Y'all thought I was crazy for all of it. Now, look, a lot of that is luck that I'm right. Sure, mm-hmm. I'll take that. But I'm just going to say this. Y'all were y'all were literally clowning me for those opinions. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. That turned out, Carl and Edgar <laughs> especially, but it turned out to be right. And I was here's, so excited to come back and say that. Here's where you that. were wrong. Here's where you were wrong. And I know my man Josiah is gonna believe. We're gonna be on my side with this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll see. Don't go that far. <laughs> here's where you were wrong. Here's where you were wrong, Bezad. And I was given the Clippers respect. I Here. even said the Clippers would be a top couple, top seed. Yeah. Here's where you were wrong. You said that the Clippers would have a dominant regular season and the Lakers would have a very good regular season to probably finish top three, top four, uh-huh. and then it would click in the playoffs and they would become an unstoppable thing. Correct. I think we've seen the flip of that. I think what you've seen yeah. is the Lakers, who are dominating the game right now, uh, especially in a Western Conference, and the Clippers are the ones who we ain't seen. They're holding their back. Full, like, we have not seen their full. But at whatever you, I, we have. If you truly believe that the Clippers you've seen up to this point is the best version of the Clippers no, we're going to get, I don't, I don't think that at all. So I think. Where you were was we were going to see the best version of the Clippers throughout the season, and then we were going to see the turn on from the Lakers. Once I didn't got think to the, the Clippers were going to implode in the playoffs. I said that no, no, it was no. going to be a you Western Conference gonna, yeah, Finals. I'm not saying, Clippers and Lakers I'm not saying you go said they were going to implode. Yeah. I'm just saying the things that you put on the Lakers, I think we're seeing it with the Clippers. Where when it comes to playoff time, we're going to see the real fucking Clippers. Sure, and the but, Lakers but, but still my- may beat them. Sure, but my point was well, we basically. We ain't seen the Clippers but yet. But my big point and the big one, and this is the one that was the real argument about it, that was the LeBron argument. You guys were talking about Le- Edgar. He's old. He's old. He's old. That nigga is old. Yeah, but he's <laughs> killing. He's <laughs> killing. But the Clippers he's beat the Lakers twice, just by the way. <laughs> yeah, right? What'd you say, Josiah? Every time the Lakers won the championship against the Celtics, the Celtics beat them in the regular season. Okay, so, okay. What does that mean? Yeah, That's a regular season match. No, it's a regular season matchup. That's what happens. Uh, okay. What you say, Josiah? The go Warriors ahead, swept Go ahead hands. and agree. Go ahead and agree with me, now, Josiah. I hope you make sure that we're talking about our, our first place in the Western Conference, Lakers. I just want to get that that clear. First. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, look, like everybody knows the Clippers. The Clippers got a good squad. Kawhi, low management. But I think LeBron is home. That's the thing we got to realize. And like, it's been great to see him playing like this. I'm also at the point now for the second half of the season. Like, all right, you guys, you guys gave yourself a great head start. You're gonna make the playoffs. You're good to go. LeBron need to chill out and just kind of say some of that shit. Yeah. I agree with that. He's going, he should. He's going way too hard. He's he should sit down. You, you see that hairline? You see what's cracking right now? <laughs> He's still doing it. What I don't understand about the regular season matchup thing is, like, the Clippers just lost to Boston. The Clippers lost to Phoenix. The Clippers lost to, like, like we all have but bad But the Raptors losses. did the same thing last season. No one, everyone was like, ah, oh, Raptors are trash. This Kawhi trade doesn't mean shit. 
Look what happened. Like for, he, they've got a strategy here, and I think they're doing the exact same thing. But sure, but that's my point. My, I mean, that, that actually agrees with my point. Is that like <laughs> we can't take a regular season win and then be like, well, they beat them twice in regular season, so that's it. Well, yeah, like, the regular season obviously won't matter as much. I think the question is, do you think this team can beat this team in seven games? I mean, and that's what, and this is what I don't think any team can beat the in the West can beat the Lakers or the Clippers seven times, uh, I, four and seven. I agree. And I so agree with that. And that's what we all did come come to a consensus for, and I don't think that's changed. Is we all think that the Lakers and the Clippers are the top two teams in the West. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all think they're going to meet in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. And I don't think you're insane to say either way. If you if you say the Lakers are going to win, I agree with that. If you say the Clippers are going to win, I can see that too. Like I, I don't, agree. I don't think it's like insane to say either way. We're all on the same page then. We're on the same page. We're on the same page. I do think. All right, podcast over. I do think. I do think <laughs> Thank it's you guys very so much. Clear that the Bucks are coming out of the East. Yeah, the Bucks yeah. and the Raptors. I think. The Raptors are doing so surprisingly well. Yeah. Here's what I, yeah. the East, I think at the beginning of the season, everybody was so excited. Uh, Josiah, I remember you even saying this on Twitter that this is the most unpredictable season we've had in a minute, right? Mm-hmm. And But I think even when people were saying that, everybody was like, yeah, man, this season, you know, we don't know who going to win. But we know it's gonna be the Lakers or the Clippers. <laughs> everybody was everybody was saying like, yeah, it's unpredictable. But the vast majority of us are thinking it's coming out of the West. Probably. But I think the but I think like, that's changing. Before the season started, it was like, yeah, these are two great teams. But it was also like, what's the chemistry gonna be like? Yeah, like you know, you can't just because there's great players on a team doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna dominate. You know, there's a True. lot of other factors there. And I, I on on our show, I made the wild prediction that Miami was gonna take it all so the, gonna, the championship uh, yeah i gotta stand by it this was before the season would you put money on it <laughs> I I should. Like, i'd like to take that money for sure i'm <laughs> doing right, pretty well as crazy as that sounds if you would have said the raptors last year we would all laugh at your face exactly going, so. exactly <laughs> i mean like basically you listened to this the episode we did at the preseason yeah i was the only person who put the miami in the top four i was like miami is a good team, and and, I, and and one of the ones that I had too that I was proud of when I was listening, I was like, oh, good me was I had Indiana up there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was I was standing for Indiana, and they're doing well right now. But I'm a fan of Jimmy buckets, man. Me I love too. Mr. Jimmy. Yeah, I love great. him. The trades they made are literally trades to guard Giannis and guard LeBron. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the trades they made, which I think is good. Um, I don't understand their center rotation. I, I, I like they're doing sort of a Houston thing where they're not really playing a big guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's working for him, though. Yeah. Love Bam Adebayo. He's great. Yeah. Oh, Amazing. Had a great year. I love him. I want to I I get into the East. I don't think Toronto's going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But before, before we get deep into the East, I have to read you what Edgar sent me. Okay. Because okay. it's solely about the West. but Because he thinks it's coming out of the West. So, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. This is a text message that Edgar Montplazier sent me. Should I do it in an Edgar voice? I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dear Lakers fans, <laughs> I am sorry. I've said some mean things about your franchise over the years. I confidently and arrogantly dismiss de- you guys as a four seed in the West. I proudly proclaimed that the Clippers would have a better record than you. I was wrong. That's right. You heard it here first. Edgar Montplazier was wrong. I love this. The Lakers have proven themselves to be a better team than the Los Angeles Clippers. And I was a fool to assume otherwise. 
when discussing the regular season. If you guys want to hang your laurels on regular season records, then so be it. But I'm thinking about rings, nigga. Sorry. Still taking the Clippers over the Lakers. Well, good good thing me and Edgar have money going on that. You guys have a bet? How did I know that misdirect was coming? I knew knew it was coming, too. I knew it was coming, too, because he ain't that humble. You don't be none of this shit. I know. <laughs> Josiah, I felt the same way. I was like, and when we go get that, but we have money because we, ma- we made the bet on the, the air. Bet. We yeah. made the bet on the wow. air. I, I like the concept of uh, admitting you were wrong, but not having to be in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't know that's how we do it? <laughs> that's really good. Uh, Agata, what's some of your favorite storylines so far from the season? Oh, man. I Okay, I, gotta, um, I love John Morant. Love mm-hmm. watching him play. Uh, I love Luca. That's my boy. Mm-hmm. I love the Mavericks. Um, Clippers, of course. We that's. I mean, we go to a lot of Clippers games just for our show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so did I. Yeah, as you as you know. <laughs> and also, also, I want to make it known that I we got a T shirt on. Oh your my god, that's right. that's right. We had never caught a T shirt before, and Jackie's was. I said I said this casually out loud, and Jacquees was like, "I'm getting one," <laughs> and I got that. And shit. you don't. You were fighting kids off and stuff. It was like oh, four yeah. rows below That's us. That's Jacquees's baseball experience coming. <laughs> in, 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 I got a. I got you. You mentioned uh, the uh, the Mavericks, and yes. I just want to say this. I think the most underrated development of the season was a Dwight Powell injury, and here's why I say that. The Mavericks were rolling. Luka's killing. Porzingis was starting to get back into the groove he had from New York, right? Everything was starting to happen. And then when Dwight Powell goes down with the season-ending injury, you might be thinking, well, that's Dwight Powell. He's like the fifth most contributing player on maybe the seventh or eighth best team in the West. What's the big deal? But what that really did was it made Porzingis now have to slide over into center. So now he's uncomfortable. He's not playing in his matchup. And then Luka got injured. So when Luka's come back, he's playing like more and more of a load. That Dwight Powell injury actually changed the Mavericks in a huge way because now Porzingis is back into that uncomfortable position Mm -hmm. that he doesn't want to be playing in. And they don't have a backup center. That's Mm. a good point. It's Boban who plays 12 minutes a game. And so, love him, though. So that's it. <laughs> but yeah, I love Luca. I love yeah. Ja. Did yeah. anyone see the Rising Stars game last night? I, I watched did. The I last saw Luca hit that. Yeah, I saw the half court that shot. half court shot at the end of the second quarter was so beautiful. And the reason why it was beautiful because he's done that before. It's not a big deal, but everyone was so excited. Like Tra- him and Trey, him Young. and Trey Young, yeah. like yeah. all. It just. How him and Trey Young buddy buddy was so cute. It was so cute. <laughs> it must be fun to play in a game like that where the stakes are zero and you're just playing against your friends. Yeah. You know? The last oh. the last minute where they all did like dunk contest dunks, yeah. they let each other go were five fifties and they were all missed dunks. They're all missed. <laughs> ja, ja missed off the bounce behind his back. Zion was doing reverse three sixty under the crazy. leg. Like I was like and they were all misses. I was like, 50, 50. Love 50. it. Uh, I also love the Valley Boys, the Phoenix Suns. Oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah, they're I mean, what did like, you call them? The Valley, the Valley Boys. Boys. They call themselves the the Valley Boys. Yeah. It's because uh, as, I never heard as someone from Phoenix, Phoenix is called the Valley of the Sun. That's like their nickname. And uh, when Kelly Oubre joined the Suns, he 
just came up with this hashtag Valley Boys. I did not know that. With it's, a Z. With a Z on the end. <laughs> love it. And I fucking love it. Like it's, him, Devin, or is it the whole team? I mean, I think it's the whole team, okay. but I think he just like bonded so quickly with like Devin Booger, Booker, not yeah. Booger. <laughs> Devin <laughs> Booger. I'm so sorry, Book. <laughs> and uh, DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. And, and everyone. Like, Cam Johnson also is a little baby, but he's doing so good. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Let's go to a break real quick. And we're going to jump back in to some basketball talk with Bezad, Agata, Josiah, and Anastasia. Anastasia? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anastasia. And some anesthesia. <laughs> That's cool. I'll put you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. We back, you know, Anastasia called Devin Booker, Devin Booger. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm recreating and, some trauma, childhood trauma know, for him. And Josiah couldn't take it. He hung the fuck up. He was like, huh, how dare you? And he hung up and threw his phone into the river. Yeah. Uh, he said so you better respect Devin you Booker. You gotta respect Devin Booker. Uh, so we lost Josiah, uh, which is, you know, what happens when you get a phone call. That's all good. We're gonna try to get him back. Hopefully we do, but we can more than we can more than handle this ball talk. Uh what are some of your favorite moments from the first half so far? Uh, I um I mentioned him earlier, but Bam Adebayo is having a great season, yeah, and there was just this ESPN uh, little write-up by Zach Lowe about him that, I mean, I cried. I, like, cried a little at the end. It was so pretty. Uh, his relationship with his mom is really amazing, and just talking about, like, how intense. I mean, he has uh, an intensity that, that I don't think people have really seen before and now it's like really coming out this season there's you know? an accompanying zach Lowe podcast about bam and that came out last night that, oh, with that piece as well yeah cool. it's like a 30 minute accompany piece to the mm-hmm. writing i've been that's listening dope. to a lot of zach Lowe this week that's dope <laughs> and um i i think you know i i think this season because it was so shaken up and we had no idea what was going to happen yeah um there have been great stories just about sort of like new teammates and new connections and how that has been working out even like it's kind of great watching LeBron um and the this new Lakers team kind of figure out their roles and seeing Dwight Howard yeah come back I mean and play well and another prediction I was right about Nick shut up <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't want to give me no credit y'all were bombing we'll, me oh, we'll give you credit based uh, on oh Dwight Dwight Dwight's gonna ruin the chemistry in the locker room I was like why he's proven he gotta prove himself oh, I mean I do think I think I'm gonna give credit to LeBron for that honestly I think he's a great leader and I think who else could turn Dwight around I mean that was that's kind of amazing Michael Jordan <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. If we Michael Jordan would, would tear him apart. Tear him apart. <laughs> Y'all thought Kobe was bad to yeah, Dwight. Mike. <laughs> Mike. Worst teammate in Kobe was Mike. Uh, 
although, although, you know, listen, Luke Longley was the center of the of the Bulls, and he did just fine. People forget about <laughs> people forget about 2013, man. That that team was about to make the the Kobe Bryant took the 2013 team to the playoffs with nobody on that mm. team, mm. nobody on that team. He was we, just passing to himself. He was passing to himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Josiah, we got you back. All right, back on the line. Hell, hey. Hey. Hell yeah. Josiah, what were some of your favorite moments so far from the first half? And then, no, nah, go ahead, go ahead. You, you let us know, let us know. Well, I mean, obviously seeing the Lakers, you know, there's a lot of LeBron haters coming into the season and thought we weren't going to be able to do shit, thought the Clippers ran out late and everything like that. And I know I know, I know, you guys beat us twice, and that's great, but there's 82 games in the season. so Thank you. You know, the Lakers, Lakers really, you know, hitting that, hitting that 40 before the All-Star break was awesome. The Warriors being trash, and it's like, look, we know the Warriors will be back, but as much shit as their fan talks and as much trolling as they love to do, to now see them in this position where they have to hold these L's, you know, it's been very, very rewarding and refreshing for yes, offense. Yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. Very, you know, but the thing now is they're trying to act like they're victims of shit, and they talk so much shit when they're hot, you know what I'm saying? When they're popping, they, they, they let everybody know, you know they got, you know, 3-6 Mafia jokes, all the other type of shit, but now they, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't engage in... Unfortunately, they're going to be back uh, next year. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that's, that's the thing. I just want to enjoy this now. You know, I, just, exactly. I always tell my warrior, my warrior fans, friends, like, look, let us enjoy this moment. Let us slander you in peace. Y'all don't need to hate on us for hating on you. Like, that's not how this works. But, uh, <laughs> I love that Draymond has been exposed as the role player he is, though. That has, uh, you know, let me look, look. I think Dre obviously Dre, Dre performs better with with high level talent, like a lot of people would in the NBA, but. I think we can't use this season as a as a look at his overall resume with everything he's been able to do. I think we could. People I were just, saying he was a top twenty five player in the league, and I was like, "Well, then that means that you should be the best player on at least at least five. There should be there shouldn't be five teams you're not the best player on." And we're seeing right now that that's not happening. What Draymond know? You think that nigga care right now? I don't think he care right now. I don't think he cares. I don't think Draymond gives a fuck. I don't think he cares either. I think he wants to find... I'm actually surprised he hasn't, like, had an injury. Don't you think the whole... Warriors organization is like, let's just hang out. Like, this is a lost season. Let's just take a loss. Honestly, I think they should tank like a motherfucker. Get a top pick. And get that top... They are, (laughs) but they should... They should, they should every game mm-hmm. fall on their chins. I agree. Uh, and come out and shoot bricks. They're kind I mean, of doing the best thing, though. They're getting all of these young guys. Yeah. Court time. Court time. Absolutely. So all these young guys are getting all this experience, and then when their veterans come back, it's That's like, their bench. Yeah. You're also, absolutely right. Yeah. Also, Josiah, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Now, I know when you winning, you know, talking shit is nice, <laughs> but... What y'all expect Warrior fans to talk? What the fuck? Hell yeah, man. We suck like a motherfucker. What y'all gonna do? Yeah, they ain't talking shit right now. They suck. They're still talking shit. They're still getting emotional all up in their feelings. My whole thing is if you can give it, you gotta be able to take it. Okay. Like, I'm a LeBron fan. I'm a LeBron fan. I'll clown I'll clown LeBron if he doesn't perform up to the level of expectations. Like I don't you know I mean I'm so but Warriors fans, they they they're whole, they're living in the past now. That's and I've true. seen a lot of shit, especially on Twitter. Like they're trying to come at Lakers fans, and it's like, what are you guys thinking? Like you're talking about your three, your three recent win, uh, rings. Lakers got sixteen. Like, come on. Like, what, what are we talking about here? Like, why, 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 why are we talking about like who's who's the better franchise or whatever? Because y'all did some shit lately. Like, congrats. And just as you see, as good as your team can be, is that terrible as it can be the next season? So, hold these L's, like I said. Long live the Lakers, LeBron. We're out here getting it. <laughs> Looking forward to this. 
this Lakers Bucks Finals, uh, LeBron at seven, game winner. I, I'm loving this. I don't know why Josiah was not on the pre-show so I would have some backup versus like <laughs> teaming up that Carl and Edgar were doing. Uh, thank you. Thank you, sir, for this. This I, It feels like Sunday and I'm, I'm in church. I got a pastor preaching. Let's talk about the real toast of the NBA. Hold the on. Chicago I didn't get my storyline. Let me get my storyline in. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go All ahead. Right. The storyline that I'm really excited about this year that I'm following like crazy because I don't understand it. Like You know, I like following all the teams is Philly. Oh, Philly's Philly. trash. It's weird what Philly is because Philly came out and walloped the Bucks, mm. but then they get walloped by Brooklyn. You know what I mean? It's crazy. But here's the thing. They just benched Al Horford. They took him out of the starting lineup and they're experimenting with who the other person is. I think it should be Matisse Tybul because him and Ben Simmons on the wings, these long like bulldog defenders is wild. Did you know they have the number one defense in the NBA and the number 29 offense, that is wild. And you're talking about guys who are amazing offensively. I know Ben Simmons can't shoot, but he shoots 52% from the field, and he can get to the rack whenever he wants. you got Embiid. you got Josh Richardson as a shooter. you got Tobias Harris, who's, who's like efficient. So they have the 29 offense because these two dudes just don't fit. You bench out Horford because you're trying to figure out what's happening. But they have the number one defense, so something's right. So part of you is like, oh, blow it up. Let's see what happens. Trade Ben. Trade Embiid. But then the other part is like, but they have the number one defense in the league. It's such a fascinating thing to me. I don't get it. And while I think the Bucks are coming out of the East, I don't think anybody really wants seven games with Philly because they were, remember, one Kawhi Leonard miracle shot bounce right, away from right. the finals last year. So, That's true. So it's like, it's like, or was it the Eastern from Conference? The from yeah, the final, yeah. From the Eastern yeah. Conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my whole thing is like, yeah, blow it up because it's not working and trust the process. And obviously they're not the favorites to come out the East, so blah, blah, blah. But the other part is like, but they, but something is right. So do you really want to blow it up? It's very confusing to you me. You can't blow it up, man. Don't You can't blow them up. I mean, listen, some seasons are just lost seasons. Even if you're, they're going to make the playoffs. Right, but, but Ben not, and Embiid clearly don't. They don't mesh. They don't mesh. Right. Trey one. Who would you keep? I would keep oh, Simmons. Oh, shit. I keep, I mean, yeah, Ben, I mean, Embiid might be the more franchisey player, but Embiid's played 27 out of fucking 90 million games in yeah. his career. So. I can't believe their own crowd is booing him. Booing Embiid? Yeah. You can't well, believe a Philly crowd is booing? That's Philly for you. But I do think That's it's because so of what he it's because of what he put on Instagram though, right? He he put that the, shit on Instagram about the being Jimmy a villain. Butler thing? Yeah, the whole thing yeah. about how he said like he wanted Oh, you know what whatever. I saw? You know what I, I saw recently? Uh, somebody was like, it's about time oh, we, yeah, we stopped painting Jimmy Butler as the villain. Because it was like, he was right about that young core of the 2017 Bulls. He was right about the fucking Timberwolves. He, he was, was right about, about Philly. Philly. <laughs> like, and now he gets his own team over now, in Miami. Yeah. And they're doing well. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, oh man, shit, maybe Jimmy Butler is on to something. If something <laughs> happened where Miami came out the East, we'd have to put some respect on Jimmy Butler's name. If Miami sure. come out the East... I'm flying to Miami and giving Jimmy Butler hand jobs every day. <laughs> Count it. Every day. You hear that, Jimmy right. Butler? And I want the respect for calling it in October. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got to say. I mean, it's, it's not going to happen, y'all. <laughs> we'll see. I, I know. That's why I'm keeping my hands dry. <laughs> <laughs> Josi- That's an easy Josiah, bet to make. can I ask you, are you at the All-Star game? I'm, I'm here for All-Star weekend. I'm not physically at the game, but I am in the vicinity. Amazing. Uh, have you fine. seen anybody fun yet? Uh, just me. I, I ran into, uh, <laughs> I went to uh, <laughs> uh, Matt Barnes and Jackson had a little uh, shindig for their All the Smoke podcast. 
uh, Friday night. Best new I'm podcast of the year. That, that podcast I mean, that is amazing. Dudes are killing it. But yeah, got to, got to hang out with those dudes. They have, they have some legends in the building. But you know, just you know, just the usual suspects. A lot, a lot of. It's just it's weird when you're out here and you just like randomly walking down the street. And you're like, oh shit, that's Adam Silver. That's whoever. But Adam Silver. <laughs> How you liking that one degree weather right now in Chicago? Hey, hey man. So I, I came obviously equipped in LA weather. Got off the plane. Uh, you know, d- decided to live like a real Chicagoan and took the the train into downtown. Hell yeah. That that was probably the. So I was like maybe like three blocks away from my hotel, but I'm just wearing like a sweatshirt and some sweatpants. <laughs> was about to make the walk, then I'm like, fuck that. So I just popped into a Jimmy John's and got an Uber. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I could have made it three blocks down the street without getting hypothermia. So you know, I, I, can't wait, I can't wait to get back to L.A., but it's all cool. It's, it's, the, the city looks great right now. They've obviously kind of rallied behind the NBA to put on a, a great you know how people talk about like really LA phrases, where it's like, "Oh, I just left yoga, and then now I'm gonna go get a green juice, something like that." What Josiah just did is the most Chicago phrase ever. I hopped into a Jimmy John's to take a Uber <laughs> three blocks so I don't get hypothermia. Yeah, it's such a Chicago statement. <laughs> Hell yeah, I almost didn't make it, Josiah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm, I'm looking, I can literally see the hotel down the street. I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. I can make it. Then I, I, I cross the street. I'm like, fuck that. Like, yeah, bro. Hey, you downtown, too, so you right off that lake. Uh, <laughs> you get that tunnels. lake wind. Woo! Yeah. Let me tell you, man, I, I went to I went to college downtown Chicago, and that's when you start walking backwards uh, <laughs> so you don't get the wind and the oh, snow yeah. in your face. Oh. Shit. Wow. Sucks. Shit. Yo, Josiah, I know we got you on the phone right now and you at All-Star Weekend and you're you're having a ball. So I don't want to keep you too too long. So I wanna get some I wanna get some takes from you, some some final thoughts and some takes from you for where you see the okay. rest of the season going, some hot takes, what you think is gonna happen. Uh hit us hit us with some of those takes and thoughts. Well, I mean, obviously I'm a LeBron fan and a, a recent Laker fan, so I got to go with, with them all the way. Do I really believe that they have enough to get over the top? I don't know. I'll be curious to see how LeBron looks in the playoffs. Like I said before, he's old as shit. And, uh, you know, that's fine for the regular season. But once everybody's locked and loaded and Kawhi ain't low managing and all that shit, it'll be interesting to see. But my, my hot take for you is that I don't think the Lakers or Clippers will come out of the West. I'm going to go with the Nuggets. What? Crazy. I know. Wow. The, they only have two you scorers, know. man. Jokic and Jamal Murray, they don't have another scorer. There's Gary no Harris way. can't shoot. I'm just I'm just saying that so if it happens, I can be like, oh, look at me. I'm Negro <laughs> But if, if it doesn't happen, I'll just pretend like I never said it. If anybody is Utah outside of that. <laughs> but, and then uh, obviously the Bucks have the East. I don't think anybody wants to wants to, wants to with the Mike Boonholzer fucking, you know, he was doing the same shit in Atlanta with that squad. Thinking you know, mm-hmm. had to lead the East, whatever year. Obviously, you know they didn't have to face LeBron. So Giannis, Giannis in the East without having to go through LeBron to get to the the finals, I think is a, a short thing. And Giannis for MVP too. Just looking at this dude, this guy and like oh. putting up this absurd shit I've ever seen in that amount of for, for that type. Yo, Josiah, say say what you you're breaking up a little bit. Uh, uh, start where you say what you just said, starting with Giannis is uh, the MVP. Oh, I just feel like, you know, Giannis is the MVP this year. If you look at his stat line, he's only playing 30 minutes a game, doing the things that he's doing is, is absurd. You know what I'm saying? But getting it off, got the best team in the West. These dudes could win 70 games. I think they have what it takes. Obviously, they're playing in the East now. LeBron's not there. So now the East is, is, is even more trash than people try to claim it was when LeBron was there. But, uh, you know, I think they can hit 70. 
and honestly, just excited to, to, to see the rest of the season pan out, how this West shapes up. I feel like the finals or the playoffs are going to be absurd, and hopefully we get that, that Lakers-Clippers-Western Conference Finals for the city of L.A. so we can just get turned up and shit on every other fan base. Hell yeah, dude. I think that I think that Clippers, Lakers, Western Conference Finals, and you know it's going to be one last uh, Kobe tribute for the season, yeah, too. <laughs> like, exactly. uh, like, all eyes on L.A. Like, I'm so happy right now all eyes are on Chicago for All-Star Weekend. Um, but it's going to be dope when we get to the Western Conference Finals yeah. and basketball is in Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, sure. I agree with you on that uh, Giannis MVP, too. I mean, it's undeniable. Yeah, sure. And yeah. he's making Middleton's game so much better. Middleton is, like, the most underrated all-star right now, and it's it's like Giannis is opening up the game for Middleton. Bledsoe's playing out of his mind. Yeah. And that dude, Dante DiFingenzo, is pretty damn good. He comes in off the bench and plays, like, really good minutes. Yeah, yeah. He's dope, man. Well, Josiah, man. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you giving us the time. I know you uh, you freezing your nuts off in Chicago, but you there for All-Star Weekend, <laughs> which hey, is I'm dope. I I couldn't be in there. Uh, you know, Say that one more time, man. Say I said, I'm, sad, I'm sad I couldn't be in the studio today with y'all, but uh, you know, I still had to come show love and honor my commitment to, uh, to appear on the show, so I appreciate you for giving me the opportunity. Josiah, I was going to buy you lunch after, too. You missing out. <laughs> Damn, Damn hey. Josiah, we was gonna give you five hundred thousand dollars after this, man. <laughs> you know? Jaquise was gonna give you hand jobs until the end of the day, but you missing out. Josiah, thanks for rolling on, man. I appreciate you, my man. All right, take care, man. Everybody, everybody, be blessed. Bye, Josiah. We're gonna take one last break. We're gonna get back, and I want to do some Dunktown type stuff Ooh. when we come back. Okay. On the other side of the break, we'll be back. We back. We back. We got Bezad. We got Agata. We got Anastasia in the room. We had Josiah. We said goodbye to him. I know you know. He was on the phone, so we got that phone quality. Uh, <laughs> so to everybody listening, thank you for listening to that. That's the, He's a homie, though. He didn't have to come on and still do that, but he did, so we appreciate it. Uh, you ladies have a show called Dunktown. We do. Which if people don't listen to, they absolutely should listen to. It's a basketball uh, not just NBA. Uh, that is where we, as culture kings, whenever we talk basketball, we fall very short because uh, we just talk about NBA. Uh, but you guys also talk about WNBA, which is so dope and so necessary. We're trying and, to get more WNBA fans out there because yeah. it is legit insanely fun going to it's their games. great. And also the seasons don't overlap. So they don't. once you're bored and waiting for the NBA season to come in, you can just be watching WNBA games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can. And like so many great, great fucking play. All of them are great. They're professional basketball players. Yeah. But so many... Like how the NBA has the larger than life personalities, right. there are larger than life personalities in the WNBA too. For which, sure, yeah, some which great is dope. stories. But you guys also, your show also has uh, really fun segments. <laughs> I want to do some of those segments. I want to cool. do some of those segments. Okay. Now you got a segment called Donkeys. Yeah. All right. So well, now every time I hear donkeys, <laughs> I think of Dunkaroos. Oh yeah, I know that's, that's not what it is. <laughs> uh, but explain to us what donkeys are, and let's do let's do that. Sure. So um, donkey. So usually on our show, we'll cover a game per episode, and then 
at the end of it, we will give out donkeys, which are awards that we give out for uh, arbitrary categories, whatever we feel like. It doesn't have to be gameplay related. It could be, you know, something that one of the players is wearing or somebody in the crowd, a referee doing something wild, like Mm -hmm. anything you want um, is open to winning a donkey. And then whoever wins the most donkeys wins, uh, you know, overall. It's more important than winning the game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So since we don't have a game that we're covering, yeah. would like just the whole what's what, going on in the new and on like yeah. NBA Twitter right now? Like, sure. Okay. It, there's been some All Star stuff happening. Or, okay. It could be anything really happening. Uh, in the NBA. How about? Um, I think we saw the greatest, not only the rising stars misdunked, but also if you guys saw Zach Levine's. Yes. 360 from the foul line dunk and he's not even competing in the dunk contest <laughs> but it's in Chicago so I think this is the donkey for greatest miss dunk yes what about Zion though yeah Zion's through the legs yeah. at the rising stars thing John ja Morant's behind the back off the dribble <laughs> in the air there were so many but then when I saw Zach Levine doing I mean literally he did a 360 from the foul line Statue of Liberty dunk and he missed it. I think that's but a testament like, to how good Zach Levine's missed dunk was. <laughs> that there was all of these other missed dunks that happened right after it that were amazing. And his oh, was, the Zach Levine. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Zach yeah. Levine's was yeah. still so jaw dropping. I thought, like, and I, it might even happen that he might be like the surprise Chicago participant tonight in the dunk contest. Um, for sure. I, I, I don't know. I mean, all listen, right. I love me some Zach Levine. Do you? I do. I do, man. I he's mean, a great he, dunker. he's a great player, man, but he's not like an all he's not. You're not going to build a franchise around him. No, right. he's got to be your he's got to be your third best, third player. best player. to. I agree with that. He's yeah, be third best player. And and so I like him for that. I think he's yeah. just not in his right position. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got to be your third best player. To win yeah. Um, so, so you're giving him the donkey for best missed dunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. So what about the donkey for the best made dunk? Oh, I've got one for that from the Rising Stars game. There was a like I'm the whole not just the dunk part of the play, but the whole play was amazing where Jaw went between the legs alley to uh, Zion who dunked it. I agree with that. Chef's kiss. It was amazing. It was beautiful. (laughs) I this didn't happen at the All-Star game, but I just saw it. Okay, let's hear about it. It's on Twitter. And it's a maybe you guys have seen it too. This dude is like dribbling, um, and then it, it, it slows down. But he's like going between his legs. Oh, I saw and it. And he does like a behind the back bounce. And he catches it. Oh, and then yep. the guy running behind him catches it on it right his here. opposite arm and rolls it down his back and shoulder <laughs> and catches the ball in his other hand and fucking dunks it. I like good lord. That was the best dunk I've seen. <laughs> it was in a one long of the best time. dunks I've ever seen. I didn't see this. Was this? Like I got a it right here. Hold on. Okay. Now I got okay. it right here. Okay. Bayside has it. So we just watched that. We just watched the Bayside showed it to us. We're gonna we're gonna link it so that you guys can see it. It is truly a great fucking dunk. How That's does my he catch it with his other hand? I have no because he's not like looking. That. No. He. I mean, he feels it going down his other oh arm. My God. Like it's such a dope. It's one of the best dunks Amazing. I've ever seen. Bleacher Report Twitter posted it. Uh, let me see. I'm gonna. Oh, do you guys have no, donkey please. for that? No. What about donkey for the best knees in basketball? <laughs> the best knees. The best knees this weekend. <laughs> 
You know, because the shorts are getting shorter again. Yeah. You know, we starting to see them kneecaps. Okay. Starting to see the thigh. You starting to see the thigh meat. Yeah. So who got the best knees and who got that best who the best middle region legs? Mm, this is right up our alley. We're always yeah. talking about how we want the shorts to be shorter. <laughs> <laughs> we have a whole campaign going. Yeah. Um, we want seventy shorts back. I'm gonna give it right now to. I know he old. Give it to LeBron. You know what? I was just thinking yes. LeBron. LeBron got some good ass knees, man. Whenever he wears shorts, <laughs> he's got thick thighs. He has I mean, they look thick great. Ass thighs. Yeah. He's he's just he's a handsome man in shorts. Yeah. When, when he was wearing that short suit, oh, uh, amazing! At the press conference, I don't know, two years ago. Oh, Do you better I remember tomorrow? that. Yeah. yeah, and and also just like. The man takes care of himself. He takes care of himself. I'm I'm going to go on a limb and say Jalen Brown from Boston, and here's why. I've been listening to the amazing Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes podcast, All the Smoke, and it's amazing because they just go all out. They're honest. They say what's going on. There's no they're they're not in the league anymore, so they're just saying everything and they're letting it all the tea air out. But they did an interview with Jalen Brown. And they, Jalen Brown said that everybody clowns him because he's always putting lotion on like every 20 minutes. <laughs> he said he gets a, a, a lineup on a haircut every two days. Wow. And and he's always putting lotion on. And he snuck into the Met Gala and he was chilling with Virgil Abloh. He's super into fashion. I bet his knees are dope. <laughs> <laughs> he probably has the, the moistest The knees. moistest knees. Like, like, I bet his knees look clean and fresh. I, the way he was talking, he was like, he was like yeah, man. Yeah, man, I, 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 I can't have, I can't have no ashy knees. I gotta, I gotta have lotion on all the time. <laughs> his, his teammate clowns him because he's soft. constantly like going through jugs of lotion oh in his locker. I love it. I, yeah, I respect that. <laughs> I don't think I can think of anyone who can beat that. No. Those, yeah. So he Jaylen gets the donkey. Jalen Brown gets that donkey. <laughs> Jalen Brown gets that donkey. I, I've got one. Um, this is actually kind of a big turn. Um, okay. Anyone who knows Dunktown. I've I've got a donkey for the best eyebrows, and it's okay. not who you think it's gonna be, Wait because we gotta guess. Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, great no. eyebrows, but not who I'm gonna okay. choose. Um, uh, I know who you're Trey gonna... Young. I'm gonna say no. What the he... hell? <laughs> oh no, his eyebrows look. Is it? He just looked like he would have some good eyebrows. Is it Zach Levine? No, Zach Levine actually has nice eyebrows. eyebrows. So we always talk about how you know Anthony Davis and Carl Anthony Towns are going to some like legit threading like crazy place. They're grooming. Their their eyebrows are so clean. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually going with John Morant because okay. he has actually shaved little cuts and designs oh, into his eyebrows. Me and Jack pull our phones out and look at these eyebrows have, real quick. He does have nice eyebrows, you're right. Literally yeah. at the same time, me and Jack were like, Ja Morant eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me oh, see. Oh, because he, he cut some short. Yeah. So well, he's he like, has little, like, he puts little lines, lines in them. Okay, yeah. okay. All oh, right. I see, I see. It's almost yeah. like an extension of his, like, fade that he's doing. He's like, just go ahead and... <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, he's okay. got little, like... Yeah. Oh, I see, I see. All right. I don't see nobody talking about my eyebrows, though, but it's all good. <laughs> you have beautiful good. eyebrows. Thank you so Zach much. Levine has some, like, caterpillars on his face. I mean, he got some thick eyebrows. They're thick, and they're... I really respect a real thick brow, so having them myself. <laughs> I also have a thick brow. Uh, <laughs> I have one more donkey. Okay. And I feel like the best NBA picture. 
Mm. And it has to go to that guy who got the picture of LeBron yeah. doing the fucking reverse. Yes. Uh, or the Oh, like the photograph. Yeah. Iconic. Oh, with, amazing. With the legs and then the NBA tickets.com. And then the, I mean <laughs> And the, all the other players looking uh, off. Like, it was oh. it is truly if that is not on a side of a building oh, within the next year. Yeah. There's also <laughs> a, there's a great uh, career retrospective on the on Kobe's photographer who went with him from draft night to the final game photo. Oh wow! Um, and ESPN is, has a whole article on him and and they're interviewing him on like what it was like to take Kobe's pictures and all that kind of stuff. But it really gave me when I was reading it, I was like, wow, uh, like a appreciation understanding for these NBA photographers. Yeah. And like how they're, he talked about like one of the things he talked about was you have to be on the baseline on your knees on that oh, hard man. court for two hours. And I was like, Oh, I, that hurts Ow. my knees. Yeah. They must do yoga or something. Cause they have to have like great core. Like oh, they can't sit. <laughs> Let's go back. Let's go back. Best knees photographers. Baseline. <laughs> All right, I want to give a donkey to um, Stephen A. Smith, who ah. was the coach of the celebrity game. Oh, you saw him hit the three? <laughs> no, he was he was yelling loudly, and he got a technical foul. <laughs> so I love that. I, I saw that. I yeah. respect that, and I want to give him a There's a clip of him. He catches the ball. He got a stroke. He oh, yeah. stroke and I went saw right that in. Too, yeah. He used to play basketball. Yeah, but it looked good. <laughs> Like, it looks better than Lonzo. This should look good. Look better than Ben Simmons. I didn't show the 90 missed shots right before that. Right, exactly. I I think Josiah actually talked about it. passion during the celebrity game, which is like, what? Yeah, to get a technical foul during the celebrity game. I love me some Stephen A. Whenever Stephen A. Smith. And Guy was there, too. I know, he was his side coach or his uh, assistant coach. Stephen A. Smith is wrong on Kaepernick, but he's right on a lot. Stephen A. Smith, whenever he talks most racial issues, I'm just like, oh, Stephen A. Oh, does he have bad opinions? He does. Oh, I didn't know that. He does. He got sort of Jason Whitlocky opinion. Yeah, he, oh, yeah and not as bad as not Jason. Not as bad. No, Jason no, no, Whitlock be straight cooning, but yeah, like not as bad. <laughs> I can't say that. But not as bad as Jason Whitlock. Yeah, but Stephen A. don't be straight cooning like Whitlock. But he 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 will be on the wrong side of some arguments and Kaepernick double down on them and not hear why people are saying like this isn't. A right take. Got it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but whenever that's not happening, man, I love me some Stephen A. <laughs> I want to, I would love to hear from you all, like, like all the awards, like, like predictions on like MVP, most Oh, we'll improved. get there. Okay, we'll get cool. there. We'll get yeah. there. I just wrote on my fucking finger with a sharpie. <laughs> I'm so mad right now. Uh, all right. One other segment that you guys do, we have to do it because. I mean, according to you guys, and if it's true, I'm very flattered. It's uh, it's uh, you guys thought of it based on Queen of the Week. That's true. Yeah. We were oh inspired by Queen of the Week. That's uh, so. Somebody else's Queen of the Week or our Queen? Of the You're week? Queen, <laughs> of the queen of the Week. Yeah, all right. Do other podcasts do that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we're, I wouldn't be we're surprised. Big Culture Kings yeah, fans. Yeah, oh love gosh. this show. We're oh my gosh. So excited to be here. Um, and yeah, it's it's. I think it's really cool that you guys do that. Um, and we wanted to do our own version. So we're, so it's called. Yeah, sorry. Uh, do you want to introduce it? No, no, okay. you introduce it. You introduce it. <laughs> it's uh, it's called Cutie of the Week. Yeah, um, where we uh, pick someone who did something uh, especially nice, uh, either to their for their team or their family or the public. Uh, we just we it's not just based on looks. Basically, it's our point because okay. um, you have to be when you're a millionaire playing basketball. It's very easy to 
become selfish and care only about, you know, the car you're going to buy or the shoes you're going to buy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like to recognize the players or the people that are uh, thinking outside of themselves, giving back to the community in some way um, or, uh, you know, just being good people. Great. Awesome. Um I have no one right now, so I'm going to let one of you yeah. guys go first. I'll go yes. first. Okay. Mine, uh, my cutie of the week is a combo. I'm going to say Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle Union. Oh, yes. For the way that they came out yes. about their daughter this week in the most supportive, sweet, parently way. I really, it made me like tear I up. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> like they're... And, like, I refuse to read any of the responses, comments, replies, anything to these uh, adorable videos of them talking about their child uh, just because I know people are horrible and they're going to be, um, you know. Oh, I've read them. It's bad. Yeah, exactly. So I know that's coming. uh, But the fact that they came out with it and are just standing ground as being, like, amazing amazing parents and supportive of their daughter that, like, is coming out with who she she really is and and wanting – to be the person that she is inside. And I think that that is commendable. And especially in a place like the NBA where, um, you know, even like being gay can sometimes be like something that people will still bully you for. So mm-hmm. I yeah. think like the, in, in that in that way, the league can be like not as progressive as other places. So I think this is like a big jump for a lot of people. And them coming out so publicly about it, um, I think, makes a huge difference yeah. for that community. That's, yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard for at least me to have anything that's better than that. <laughs> Sorry. I, know. Yeah, yeah, I was, was going to say. You last. Sorry. <laughs> that's amazing. I agree with all that. But I was about to say Trey Young playing one-on-one with a fan. I saw a video of it. No, it looked really perfect. cute. Yeah. yeah. That he, is so he, cute. He was playing one-on-one, and, and he he let himself get crossed and Aww. fell. Oh, and, that's and, cute. And, and it was he, that fan was at the age where he thinks he crossed Trey Young. You know what yeah. I mean? He doesn't think that, he doesn't think it's his dad dressed up in a Santa suit. He thinks yeah. it's Santa. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that was cute. That's that is dope. absolutely cute. Yeah, Trey Young behavior. is definitely a cutie. He's so he's so sweet. I mean, I, I'm excited for him. Like in his second year, he's yeah, yeah, having fun. Love it. Oh, cutie of the week. This is hard. Uh, I feel like there's. There's been a lot of uh, really sweet stuff happening, which I think also after like Kobe's death, you know, it's like nice to see players supporting each other yeah. and like um, propping each other up and stuff. But you know, I'm I'm actually just I'm gonna give it to everyone who played in the Rising Stars game. I know I've mentioned it before, <laughs> but they all looked like they were having so much fun. They were being so supportive of each other. When that little impromptu dunk contest happened at the end, they just kept giving it back to Zion going like, they want to see you. And he was kind of like, no, I'm done. (laughs) And they're like, no, I'm tired. (laughs) I'm tired. Shit. I just came back, (laughs) y'all. They just played a whole goddamn game. But and then also, um, yeah, when when uh, just, yeah, how supportive everyone was like, it wasn't just about everyone shooting their own shot, they were like assisting each other quite a bit. And when Trey Young was like celebrating Luca's half court shot too. So sweet. Precious. Bunch of cuties. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Uh, I, I, I have one now. Uh, first I will say that one thing that I've loved in the NBA and I think 
uh, since Kobe's passing, and which has been really dope to see and come to the forefront was seeing so many grown men cry yes. on national television. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and and I know that sounds uh, facetious or like I'm being funny, but like that, especially in NBA with professional athletes and with mental health being such a, uh, something that has been brought to the forefront a lot more recently with professional athletes, you don't get to see many men show emotions, especially many black men show emotions on television and to see so many men in general just crying and letting and letting true feelings out was such a great thing for younger people to see. Like, and I know it was a tragic thing, but even in the face of tragedy, sometimes you still don't see so much emotion on television. Uh, So I thought that was I thought that was a really good indication that we as a society are hopefully turning toward a better, yes. yeah. a better, uh, a, a better place where we're okay letting our emo and the toxic masculinity is okay letting your emotions be shown. And the, to the NBA, world. I think, of the four major leagues, is doing the best job of that. Yeah. Definitely. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. And yeah. I know they're they're not as progressive as they should be in a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways they're really progressive. You mm-hmm. know. The marquee franchise is run by a woman, the Lakers, right? Yeah. Um, they have people of color running some teams, uh, an Indian dude in Sacramento. I, I could keep going with that. Then you have the way that they backed out of the All-Star game with the trans bathroom ban in North Carolina a couple years ago. Yeah. The way that they allowed their players to wear I Can't Breathe shirt and support Black Lives Matter. And they let Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron get up at the ESPYs and put a fist up and say Black Lives Matter. And they, mm-hmm. you know, they just, they do a lot. And right now what I think is great is supporting Darren Collison, who retired because of mental health stuff. Um, uh, Kevin Love, who talked about uh, mental health stuff. Um, the way that they're giving, they they brought in like grief counselors during Kobe's uh, right. thing for every mm-hmm. team. They're just doing a lot of things that are sort of normalizing young people who may grow up in environments that don't think that stuff is normal to be like, well, if my superhero... Does it? Player, yeah. Then why can't I talk about mental health? For right? sure. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's I changing. Think it's great. Yeah, it's changing the tide, and and that's necessary. I do want to give a shout out to LeBron too. Also a cutie, always a cutie. Mm. But his I Promise School now comes with a free college education yep. from Kent. Love it. Which is amazing. Love like, it. The he's work got, he's doing with those kids is like admirable, and yeah. he's. We always call him Daddy LeBron. I mean, he's he's a, he influences everyone else, um, not just by being an amazing basketball player, but by, by being a good person. He so, set a precedent that I think really has changed the league. Yeah, it's amazing. So he, having, said, he said that he started. Uh, he got the idea for I Promise School. He he said that they were talking about his impact that Kobe gave him. He said in 2008 when they were playing in the Olympics, Kobe kept leaving practice to get on the phone. The practice got on the phone, and eventually LeBron was like, "Who are you talking to?" And Kobe was like, it's all these charities. It's all these foundations I work for. And that was LeBron's thing of like, fuck, like, man, I have to do that too. And so by the next year, Dwayne Wade and LeBron had set up all of their foundations and charities and stuff like that. I just think it's really amazing how that like kept snowballing. Kept snowballing. Yeah. 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 That's not my cue to end of the week, though. Let me get my real cue to end of the week. Derek Rose. Ah, D Rose. To these questions always get asked, like, "What would you rather?" You know, so and so, 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 or Derrick Rose never getting injured. And it's always Derrick Rose never getting injured for me. If 
see that to see that career get cut short was so sad for me <laughs> and he's still playing and he's making an impact now but from his MVP mm-hmm. status as a Chicago fan I'm still bitter about you know 2011 because <laughs> uh, man we should have won the finals that year no, I don't but think so. no we should have <laughs> that was pretty happy with the outcome of that year yeah. well we should have won we should have won <laughs> we should have won mm-hmm. I mean you know listen I'm glad the Mavericks won yeah. that year but it should have been against the Bulls <laughs> but anyway this uh, at the, he's in Chicago for the All Star Weekend because Chicago still loves Derrick Rose as a player. Uh, and he was doing autographs and this guy came up and like it was supposed to be just like a come he'll sign something take a quick picture go and this guy was like i just got to show you something real quick and in the background you hear like the security guard saying no 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 cuz you saw him start to reach for something oh, and no. then somebody ran up like like oh shit and Derrick Rose was like no it's cool it's cool it's cool and the guy was wearing every single Derrick Rose jersey uh, like every single one that he's ever worn he had on and Derrick Rose was like that's so cool and you could just tell how touched he was by yeah. it and then like then took like a longer picture and then as soon as the picture was over it was like alright man next uh, <laughs> and then the dude was like I'm just wearing them all because it's freezing yeah. outside it's one degree. Just, I don't know if you heard. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was dope uh, to see, you know, how he still, I mean, obviously his injuries have a lot to do with it, but how he's still appreciative of how much fans like love him and when cool things happen to him. Like he cried last year, I yeah. think, after he had like a 50 point game or something. Like, I, you know, you know, Derek Rose, cutie, <laughs> my cutie of the week. All right. Our basketball conversations generally are long, but we're going to start to wrap it up. Let's get to if any predictions have changed. Now, we don't have to talk what our predictions were at the beginning of the year. Sure. We can say what we think our predictions are now. Let's do it real quick because this type of conversation can also lend to be a 40-minute conversation. <laughs> yeah. So let's do this. Let's do MVP. Uh, who cares about coach of the year? Let's do MVP. Let's do defensive player of the year. Let's do rookie, uh, rookie of let's the year. Let's just say him. Let's just say him. No, yeah. yeah, we will. We will. Let's do rookie of the year, and then let's do conference finals, finals winner. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right. I got it. All right, MVP. I'm gonna go with Giannis. Okay. I just can't see it being anybody else. He's a he's a force. Um, defensive player of the year. This Paul George. Tough. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is not a category I know well. Playing 20 games? <laughs> no, he's not going to win it. You're right. Uh... <laughs> but if he does, when like Josiah said, when you come back, people are like, damn, she's All right, let's, right. let's keep him. <laughs> Why not? Let's keep him there. I got as good at swinging big. <laughs> I like it. Uh, rookie of the year, I'm going to go jaw. Yeah. Has to be Ja Morant. Um... What, conference finals. Conference finals. Okay. West Coast or West Coast. Western Conference. Uh Clippers. Lakers. Um, I think the Clippers are gonna come out of that. Okay. And then Eastern Conference. Bucks, Heat, 
and the heat are going to win. Yeah. Okay. You're sticking to your gun. And Stick then the heat are going to take it all. Stick with it. Stick with it. The heat started this in October. I'm sticking with it. It will it will pay off if they win. Um, and if they don't, like you said, just for, or wait, no, that was Josiah. Just forget I ever said Delete the tapes. Yeah, I mean, nobody was putting the Raptors on any list last year. So That's very true. That's very, even with Kawhi, that's very true. How about you, Anastasia? MVP, I got to agree with Agata. It has to be Giannis. Mm -hmm. I feel like when it comes to like what team absolutely needs this player, it has to be Giannis. I mean, he's just like so pivotal to that team. Mm -hmm. Um, Defensive player of the year. I'm going to say Dwight. I'm going to say Dwight Howard. Okay. He's... These are two big swings. <laughs> These are two big swings. <laughs> Who won it Paul last George, year? Paul George plays 20 games. Dwight Howard plays 20 minutes a game. <laughs> I was well, like, did it? Oh, no. Maybe I'm thinking of rebounds. He was like leading in... Something. In Maybe per, it was rebounds. In per 36 minutes. Rebounds. Okay. Yeah. Wait, who won defensive player last year? Gobert or was I, it MB? I can't remember. It was either Gobert it or It wasn't MB. Okay. So it it had Gobert. to be Gobert. Yeah. yeah. Um, rookie, I have to say Jaw too. Yeah. He's amazing. He's yeah. great. I actually just saw um, him meet President Obama. And that was so cute. Obama oh, said, be careful when you're doing those dunks, young man. <laughs> 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 I was just like, yeah, be careful. He's like... Oh, really going for it. Obama telling Luka Doncic not to listen to Jason Kidd on how to shoot was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love Obama. Um, conference finals. I, I'm, you know, I'm opposite of Agata. I'm going to play it safe, and uh, I'm going to say that Clippers are going to come out of the West, and Bucks are going to come out of the East. And who are each one playing? The Lakers, Clippers, Lakers, Clippers, and I'm going to say. I'm gonna say Bucks Celtics. Okay, I think that's a w- a weird one, but no, I think I, that makes I can sense. see that. I can see that. And then uh, I think I think I'm gonna say I the I think I'm gonna say the Clippers win it. Okay, Clip City. All right, <laughs> what you got, Bayside? All right, I got Giannis for MVP, but not for the reason you said because actually the Bucks win without Giannis. True. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, because of the ease of which they're playing, so little minutes, the number one point differential in the league, and he's making Chris Middleton so much better and Bledsoe so much better. They all seem happy. They're locked in. I got to go Giannis. Um, uh, Coach of the year, Nick Nurse. Toronto's doing the most incredible job I've ever seen. Most improved player of the year, Pascal Siakam. He's become a superstar before playing in Kawhi Shadow. Uh, What's next? Oh, defensive player of the year. I don't know how no one has said Anthony Davis, who's clearly the defensive player of the year. I almost said it and then I changed my mind. <laughs> I mean, that Lakers hate, but <laughs> I but like, like the Lakers. But I mean, it is. I mean, it's clearly Anthony Davis. He's literally switching on guards and locking them up, and they have. I think the number two or three defense in the league right now for most of the year it was number one, and Anthony Davis is anchoring that, um, switching literally on everybody. Um, what's the other ones? Rookie. Rookie, Rookie of the year, Ja Morant. Ja Morant. But I gotta say. There's a little bit of an asterisk because if Zion keeps up what he's doing, right. it's still going to be Ja. But like, it's because of how much Zion missed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Zion is like, if the season was just when Zion came in the league, then right now Zion's rookie of the year. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But because Zion is doing, he's everything we thought it would be and more. Uh, conference finals, Clippers, Lakers, Lakers win it. And then Eastern Conference finals, I also agree, Bucks, Celtics. And I think Bucks win it. And I think, I think the Bucks go out of the 12 games they got to win to get to the finals, I think they win like 10 of them. Wow. 
Do you know what I'm saying? They did that last year, right? Like, I think they lose. I don't know what they did last yeah. year, but I think they maybe lose like two or three games on their way to the finals mm. because like they're already doing it. They are. I think they're actually I know this for a fact. They're 29 and three in the Eastern Conference. Or something like that. 28 and three in the Eastern Conflict. So whatever it is, they're just smoking the East. Yeah. So who wins? Oh, Lakers beat the Bucks in six or seven. Okay. All right. Hmm, let's get the real predictions in. <laughs> <laughs> MVP. Derek Rose. Okay. <laughs> Defensive yes. player of the year. Derek Rose. Derek Rose. <laughs> Rookie of the year. The corpse of Derrick Rose. No, all right. MVP, uh, Giannis right now is 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 it. Uh, he's dope. He's playing well. That's unanimous. He, yeah, I mean, back-to-back. Back. I see it. He's great. He's the future of the league. Uh, defensive player of the year, it's hard to go against AD right now. I want to, though, but it's hard to go against. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see. Rookie of the year, I am going to actually say Zion. Uh, That's here's crazy, why. though. I know it's crazy. <laughs> but by I'm the time, outraged. By the time <laughs> we get there, it might be. By the time we killing. get there, by the yeah. time we get there, he if he stays healthy the rest of the season, he has, what, 50 games under his belt, right? Uh, he will. True? By the time we get to the end of the season, he will probably would have played about 50 games. How many games has he played already? Uh, 15, 20, 15 or so. Okay. He got like thirty yeah, more right. games yeah, left, so right. like okay. 40, 40 to fifty games, okay. right? Okay, uh, which I know is still a little over half of the season, but it's I just still, didn't know he played that many already. It's still a good sample size. If he keeps doing what he's doing, it's undeniable. Right now, I don't care if he missed the first third of the season. You're right, we'll forget about it by then. <laughs> like we'll forget about it. The writers yeah. will forget about it by then and say this kid is. Balling, and that's not to take anything away right. from John Morant. I right. think John Morant probably is. I mean, he's he's the next superstar of the league. He is deserving. Uh, if he wins Rookie of the Year, I won't argue against it. But I can see Zion having such a dominant rest of the season, and John Morant just kind of like. This also happened with Luca and Trey. Yeah. First yeah. half was like super Luca, yeah. and then the second half was like super Trey. Right. Yeah, and they were doing the thing. And if we do, I mean, Ja obviously deserves it, but what Zion is doing it's is crazy, unreal. It's crazy. So I think you can't go wrong with either one of those. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna buck the the prediction though and say Zion takes it. So if I'm right, I'd be the only one. If I'm wrong, <laughs> I didn't say it. Uh, conference Finals: Lakers, Clippers. Clippers come out of the West. Uh, <laughs> Eastern Conference Finals. I know we had two people agree over here. So I'm going to go ahead and make it two people agree over here. <laughs> You're getting on the Miami Heat And I'm going, I'm going Bucks Miami. <laughs> he does not we, have Miami winning the championship, though. No. Where we, where we, where we, where we okay. stop becoming simpatico is the Bucks are going to beat Miami. <laughs> In order for Miami to beat the Bucks, Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero... Uh, have to turn into all stars. I mean, they, they can could. do it. You they never could. know what. <laughs> it's a long yeah, season. So what if someone season. gets injured on the Bucks? I mean, who that's knows? True. Forbid, that's true. That's true. Uh, Bucks, Bucks, Clippers, Clippers in seven. Wow, that is. Your predictions, that is ball talk, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, guys, thank you all so much for thank coming you. on the pod. Thank you for having us. Yes, got to give one more shout out to Josiah. You can find him on Twitter at King Josiah 54. 54. 54. King Josiah 54. 
Yep, that's where you can find it. We all them. have it tattooed on uh, we all, Shit, I guess I got to go get mine tattooed <laughs> on my ass. Um, guys, where can people find Dunktown? Where can people listen to Dunktown? Which I'm sure is everywhere. But also tell us, you know, when they come out and where can people find you too? Um, you can find us on social media at Dunktown Podcasts. Uh, we are on all platforms where you find podcasts. And uh, we come out once a week on Wednesdays and... We we have lots of fun guests. We have mm-hmm. fun guests, and honestly, it's just like a goofy, fun show. Yeah. If you're into basketball, if you're not into basketball, it really doesn't matter. It's just kind of a silly show. It yeah. got written up as uh, one of the, the one of the best sports podcasts by Vulture yeah. of 2019 or going into 2020. 2019. Which, 2019. Oh, 2019. So they called yeah. us the best replacement for ESPN, which I don't know. That seems like too much. That's too much pressure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. We don't replace ESPN, though. We don't talk about, like, stat lines or um, a lot of the gameplay, really, at all. We just kind of summarize. Well, we we usually watch a game, uh, and we'll talk about that, but we also talk about the news of the week. um, And and we we, try to stay positive and and put out positivity out there because I feel like a lot of sports shows are very negative. So we, uh, we just love the NBA and love talking about it. Love it. Where can people find you guys individually if you want to be found? Sure. Um, I'm on Instagram at at, um, Agata Monica and then on Twitter at Echo underscore Mint. And I'm on both at Anastasia Vigo, V-I-G-O. Sweet. And that's it, everybody. Uh, (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. Where can people find you, Bezad? The look on your your face was so shocked. (laughs) I was was like, this always. I'm already going to get all the hate from your Twitter. I'm like, fuck the Lakers. (laughs) I can't believe you like Kobe. Um, uh, At Bezad Dabu on Instagram and Twitter, B-E-H-Z-A-D-D-A-B-U. And it was really nice meeting you too. Very nice meeting you. Yeah, you should come on the show. I would love that. That's it? That's all you got to say? What? Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. My <laughs> Instagram has a say? lot of comedy. What do you want me to say, man? They both just gave passionate <laughs> endings. All right. You know. Basketball has no, shut up. saved no. me <laughs> this year. At um, Culture Kings pod on everything. <laughs> hey, you can see my little cat Gigi if you go to my Aww, Instagram. Oh, cute. yeah. She's very good. A little tuxedo see. cat. She's a little tuxedo. And she, she, I literally got her one week after uh, Kobe and uh, Gigi died. Yeah. That's my first pet of all time. Show so. us yeah. a picture. She's oh, a cutie. She's so cute. She's a cute. <laughs> at Culture Kings Pod on everything, ladies and gentlemen. At Edgar Montplazier on the Twitter, Awful Graham on the Gram. Catch me at Jacques Neal on everything. Stitcher Premium. Use the promo code Kings. Bonus content will be dropping uh, probably in, sometime in the spring is when we're going to start to get that rolling. So definitely be ready for that. Hey yo, everyone. Have a great rest of your goddamn week. Bye-bye.